Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, hey, what's up? Yo, this is 50 Cent. What's up, y'all? I'm Beyonce. What's going on? It's your boy, Drizzy Drake. And you are now rocking with my homie. My homie. Hey, it's Miss J here to remind you the new season of Miss J in the Morning Live airs this fall. Check out this next episode rated as a top fan favorite. Feel free to download to create your own playlist filled with the best moments on Pumps Radio. It's with Jay in the morning.
I gotta, I gotta let you know. I gotta let you know we're live on Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, iTunes Podcast, Apple Podcast, TuneIn app, Podbeam, Himalaya Radio, Stitcher Radio, anywhere you want to get your podcast, download the app and follow Pumps Radio. That's where you'll find me. If you want to get a little bit closer, I know some of y'all be sliding in my DMs. The only link you need is my link tree underscore underscore Empress J. That's where you'll find me serving as the dream doula, getting you the life that you not only deserve, but desire and dream of. It's time to wake up. It's Miss J in the morning. Good morning to everyone. Today's show, we're continuing this month's series with liberty, just us for all, freedom for black voices, talking about what matters most. And on today, black wives matter. Yeah, I know, I know. Y'all going to say all live? Nope. See, you so used to saying it. That ain't it. Black wives, W-I-V-E-S, black wives, black spouses, black women, black women married to black men, black wives matter. And my special guest today is none other than the illustrious. I know y'all missed her. Uh-huh. 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 Co-host of First Fridays. Miss Stacia Mob is in the building. We got mobs. Yes, Miss J in the morning has gotten mobbed. Miss Mobs, good morning. How are you today, love? Grin rising, Empress. I am awake. I am alive and I am doing great. How are well, you? Well, that's all we need. Well, that's all we need. <laughs> Let's get that out so now we can get the rest of the stuff. <laughs> Let's get to it. Starting the show off with Erica Badu. Danger special playlist today, hand selected by none other than the MRS, M O B B S, Miss Mobs. Tell me, how is it so dangerous in your life being a black wife? Why did you choose that song to start the show off this morning? Well, you know, for the past couple of weeks, even during the um, Rona lockdown and everything, I use music as healing therapy for me. And there's just something about that song, Danger, by Erica Badu. You know what I mean? Like, she's she's mm-hmm. telling the story of how her man is out doing what he does um, in order to bring the money home. But she's more specifically speaking about how whatever he's doing, she's going to hold it down. She's going to be the one listening by the phone. She's going to be the one looking out the window. She's going to be the one in the getaway car. She's going to be the one um, to watch the baby and and all of those things. So I think the song just speaks to my spirit Uh because because as a black wife, we have to do it all. We have to do it all. We have to be the eyes, the ears, the feet, the hands, the nurturer, the lover, the counselor, the shadow worker, the light bearer, I mean, all of it, you know, and for that whole song with Erica, I mean, it's, it's more on her, her raw, edgy side, but it has so much power behind the words, and it's a bop. I mean, it has you, <laughs> it's a whole bop. It has you dancing in your car with the windows down, wanting to point your pistol at, it, at anybody <laughs> looking at you the wrong way. Because the glass so, don't clock. Yes, ma'am. So that is one of my morning go-to pump-up, jogging, exercising-type songs, getting in the car and just getting my my day started right. So, yeah, we had to play that one first. 
Oh, I love it. I love it. It got me it got me ready. I was like, man, you know, when she said at the end, it took me a few years to get the lyrics right. Because <laughs> I was like, something locked and glock. Just know that I got it. I got it this morning, and you got it, too. Now, we're going to talk a little bit about your routine and how you keep it together. Um, for those of you who don't know, Station, I do know each other personally, uh, so I won't, you know, get too much into the personal business, but I am and I have been a front row witness to the growth, the wisdom, and the strength of this black wife. So not only is she qualified uh, by education, she's also qualified by lifestyle to discuss this matter. So let's start from the beginning. Um, This story Mm -hmm. always makes me proud. Uh, But you, of course, are married. You're currently married. You're not just like other housewives on reality TV show where you were once married. You are currently married. Uh, to my biological cousin, Othamav. Shouts out to him. I'm pretty sure he's listening, supporting uh, supporting you on today. Uh, but where did it all start? Um, I don't want to give too much of my perspective of the story, but I know being black and being married, we'll talk about statistics in a little bit, it's not something that everybody jumps to, contrary to popular belief. So for you, yeah. in the beginning, you know, I don't want to say why did you get married, but I mean, go ahead and give a shout out to Tyler Perry. Why did you get married? <laughs> well, um, it's it's always been a part of my my um, my plan, my own personal plan and desire to be married. I mm-hmm. I wanted to be a married woman. Now, meeting my husband at the age of nineteen was a little interesting to me. So um, mm-hmm. Otha, Otha and I met at, um, it, you know what, I'm not even about to tell the whole story because you know that story is yeah. long. Just know <laughs> we met in Atlanta while Otha was on vacation. I was born and raised in Atlanta. So during this time I was um, I was completing my studies in college and Otha happened to be in Atlanta for an event we met at that event not knowing that he didn't live in Georgia, but yet he uh-huh. lived in California. So, you know, we entertained each other and blah, 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 blah. And then that ended up turning into a long distance relationship for two years. Uh-huh. Um, and then from there, he asked me to marry him. So, um, after that, I ended up moving to California, and we got married when I was 22, and he, no, yeah, I was 22, and he was 25, and we are coming up on our 10-year anniversary in this uh, this October. Oh, congratulations on the anniversary, Ooh. but yeah, I mean, for statistics in America, period, um, marriage has, you know, I just want to throw a few out there as we move along. Good morning to everyone who is just tuning in. Uh, I, throughout the interview, I'll throw out a few statistics. Uh, we want to focus on Black Wives Matter. Um, we're talking about black marriage, black wives in the black community. Uh, but I want to give a, a grand picture, since this is an international show, I want to talk about in the U.S. So in the U.S., it's really split in half. Only 52% overall, all races, of Americans have been married, have reported to be married. Let's say that. Um, 
out of the 52% that get married, the other side never married or only have life partners. But on average, and these are recent studies, you can go to Black Demographics, you can fact check me on Google, um, and these are the most recent studies in, since the past census, so it's been a few years. Uh, but most Americans don't get married until their late 20s, early 30s. Um, so you getting married in your early 20s, were there any challenges? Would you be bold enough oh, yeah. to say if you had an opportunity, you'll do it later? <laughs> how how do you feel about, you know, you changing that demographic a little bit and getting married so young? You know, I when, by the time we were ready to get married, um, you know, I did have a life before my husband. So the partying, the dating, the this, the that, that, you know, people feel like they need to get out of their system before marriage, I did that. And not just that, we didn't get married at 22 and 25 and then turn into 90-year-old people. That's not how that works. We still allow each other to have freedom. We still go out. We still have fun. Now, these days, we don't do the whole clubbing thing or whatever because, you know, <laughs> I don't know. We just ain't <laughs> in the club like that. <laughs> but if you are, you know, no judgment. I just know for me, we don't do the clubs unless it's like a chill lounge or something. But all that standing up against each other and jumping and sweating and spilling drinks and stuff. No, I can yeah, leave no. that to the younger generation, <laughs> the younger crowd. But, you know, I had already experienced so many things before the age of 22 that by the time we were ready to marry, it felt so right. And uh-huh. it doesn't mean that we didn't make mistakes. We've made hella mistakes. Even present day, we've made tons of mistakes. Um, but the goal is to grow from it, to learn from it, be willing to learn and be willing to grow. And that's the beautiful thing about Osa and myself. Our, our, our relationship is a friendship first. And throughout the years, we've literally grown up together. Um, so that's, that's the beauty of getting married young. You have somebody to make those mistakes with. You have somebody to you know, be your companion to everything. I've never had to look for a plus one date. I've never uh-huh. had to, um, you know, do a lot of these things that single women are still doing. I've never had to use a dating app and, you know, go through all those goofy men. I've never had to do that. My my marriage was a real life just met by pure chance. I know it was divine timing. Um, and here we are today, 12 years together, 10 years married. 12 years That's together, crazy. 10 years married. We're going to have to have a whole different show about the craziness of dating apps. I'm I'm going to start my <laughs> memoirs on crazy people on dating apps. <laughs> dating apps don't matter. Black wives do matter <laughs> in today. Now, Stacia, you said something interesting. You said that being married has always been a plan or part of your life plan. Uh Um, And I want to, you know, to speed up the conversation, uh, I know you come from a great, strong family background with your mom and dad. You had great examples. Uh, But 
when you were thinking, as most women do, most of us, how we're raised and we're groomed to, you know, play mommy and play wife and the, the images that we see, the narrative that is spoken to us or even dictated to us as women, did you at a young age, you met Otha at 19, uh, so high school, middle school, did you have a vision that you knew you were going to marry a black man or did it matter? Did, were you going to marry a white man? You are born and raised in Atlanta, Georgia, the South, very conservative state. In your vision of marriage, did race culture actually matter in the beginning? Yes, and always. Um, you know, I grew up in a black, black, black household, um, even on down <laughs> to my Barbie dolls and, and baby dolls and stuff. I never had a white doll. My mom always made sure that my toys were black because mm-hmm. she knew the importance of representation. Um, the, the doll's hair needs to look like mine. Our skin needs to look um, our skin needs to look the same or whatever. And unfortunately, well, it ain't no unfortunately, but I'm not white. So me playing with white Barbie dolls, there's no type of representation in that for me. Uh-huh. Um, and so even on down to the dolls, they were they were black. So in my family household, I had two black parents. We watched black TV shows like The Cosby. So I'm seeing black marriage on that. Um, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, I'm seeing black marriage on that. Um, uh-huh. uh Family Matters, Steve Urkel, we're seeing black families on that. So we Uh were very fortunate to grow up in the 90s to where black sitcoms and things like that actually existed, and we could relate. So in my mind, having a black husband is just what you're supposed to do. I never saw it for, well, do I have options? Am I going to marry a black man, an Indian man, a white man, you know, a, a Persian man? None of that ever crossed my mind because I love Black men. Yes, period. say that again. Say that again. I love, I love a black man. I do too. Period. Yes, yes. Period. Period. <laughs> so, so when it was my time, you know, of course, like I said, I never thought I would be married so young, but that's just what what ended up happening. Um, but as far as having the option to go elsewhere, that was never my desire, but the strong desire to be married um, is definitely for personal reasons and breaking generational uh, generational cycles, curses, because even though I did come from a two-parent household, it wasn't a two-parent household for the entire time that I was at home. My parents split when I was 12 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, so me being married and maintaining a healthy marriage and working through issues, talking through issues, healing through through issues is slowly patching up the parts of me first that need that healing and then also showing generations moving forward that it is possible to be black and to be married and not have that narrative that um, love and hip hop and Real Housewives of Atlanta and all these TV shows show that that stuff is not real. That's not how life works. Uh, message, message. <laughs> That's not how life works. I want you not to um, expound on 
you know, the the images that you were given, the example that you were given. Shout out to Aunt Terry and Uncle Stace. Uh, shout out to y'all uh, for raising two beautiful, amazing, vibrant, unique, illustrious children. Um, but I want you to expound on your ideas of the images um, in media, the images in black homes for black girls. Like you said, you know, growing up, it wasn't even a thought because that's all you saw. So you knew there was a, a silent confirmation or contract within yourself to say, you know, as I grow older, this is what I'm going to do. Uh, but mm-hmm. today's time, not only do we not have those black sitcoms as we did before, the reruns are still playing, uh, but mm-hmm. we don't have them as prevalent as we did back in the 90s. Um, you talked about having black dolls, you know, the messages seem to be a little bit, in my terms, I would say watered down. What's your perspective as far as the influence of media um, and images in the home today on black families, black girls in particular? The media, I feel, well, you know, I haven't watched TV for years now my husband will watch tv and i will totally just zone out i'll go in another room i'll be on my phone it's just something about the tv box in my brain that no longer have a relationship so i can't Mm -hmm. even really tell you you know watch this show or this show but what i have observed from you know clips online or the times that i did try to watch love and hip-hop and you know, in the very beginning, when um, when the Real Housewives of Atlanta first came out, I did keep up with like the first one or two seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, I even watched Braxton Family Values all seasons, but the underlying message and and vibration from all of those shows is messy. It's being petty. It's um, putting each other down. Gossip. It's literally all of the lower vibrating things that we say that we don't want to be, but yet we go to the TV and we watch it for hours. Uh-huh. So you're now oh, programming. Yeah. Huh? Go ahead. No, I said, oh, yeah, you preaching. Oh, <laughs> so now you're programming yourself, you know, subconsciously. You're watching all of this filth. You're watching girls, grown women, not even girls. These are grown women in public, arguing at restaurants, throwing glasses of water on each other, like they're literally acting like animals and children. And these are the things that we're feeding, well, we, (laughs) y'all, these are the things that you're feeding your spirit. So now when it's time for you to um, address a concern, maybe your best friend, you and your best friend have been having issues or something like that, um, you don't know how to communicate. Because you haven't been feeding your spirit with things that show you how people can uh, communicate in a healthy way. You've been watching the such and such reunion where they're still fighting after do after filming the show and y'all come back to do the reunion and y'all still fighting. You're still doing this. So the reality TV wave, the reality TV era for me is so negative, especially when it comes to the women. I don't know much about the men that are on these shows, but the women, they they seem broken, they seem hurting, they're definitely uh-huh. unhealed. 
for them to still be going back and back and back to these situations and still be willing to have it televised for a check. There's just mm. a lot of stuff in that that I don't agree with, so therefore I don't watch it. Mm. Amen to that, sister. I will say I am guilty of indulging in a lot of TV trash, um, and yet I do miss, um, you know, the values that we we had at one time with black families, black images, black women. Um, I'm not saying that all the shows back in the day, because uh, I'm going to take this opportunity for those who don't know, you might want to do your black sitcom research. Um, a lot of shows that I did not agree with was like Girlfriends. I believe that they got a lot of clout that I I never agreed with. Um, shows like what what other shows were? Well, I loved Living Single. I, I really would say that Living Single would be more. But I'll just stick mm-hmm. with with Girlfriends. Um, shows like that, you know, it seemed to me where we were progressing in a sense to have you know more new age, new millennium TV shows for black women. But I personally say that's where it kicked off. Um, I will Mm -hmm. go ahead and be bold on this show to say Kelsey Grammer, the executive producer, y'all know Frazier, a white man, Uh uh, (laughs) hired black writers to put it in quote unquote black language, uh, is the producer of that show. Also the game on BET, which is owned by Viacom, which is basically MTV, just a little educational moment, uh, <laughs> is a producer of the show Girlfriends. And although, you know, Tracy Ellis Ross, I love the actresses individually, the narrative there for me really started. Uh, the show started out great, you know, with powerful women who had a goal, and I guess it seemed that it, there was a craving for more drama. And it seemed that the show evolved to be all women get together and the only thing we desire is sex uh, and random men, that if we don't have a man, that we're not valuable, Um, that if we do have a man, that the opinions of the women around us will influence how we feel about the man. And it really started, you know, this trend of this, what girlfriends, quote-unquote, are supposed to be in the black community, messy, backstabbing, um, not trustworthy, untrustworthy, um, not loyal. You know, if they had one character marry a white man and to show how negative that is, um, I believe it really did kickstart a conversation that happened spiritually and internally within the black female community to say that, you know, if I have my girlfriends and like the theme song says, we're supposed to be there through thick and thin, that I can receive any type of treatment (laughs) without, you know, any consolation, without any apology. And to continue to the point uh, where reality TV show is now, um, it seems to be a little bit hopeless for, where we need to go within black marriages. So continuing with your perspective um, on the narrative that it's being spoken, where do you see, if you, if you so, so choose to say, where do you see black marriages going now? Like now that we have everything going on, now that the media is where it is, is there any hope? Do you feel that there's any hope for black marriages or should we just give up a single black woman? No, I I believe there's hope for anything. Anything is possible. 
However, I would love for people to consider getting rid of whatever they think marriage is because it ain't. Like you and even on Instagram I see all of these <laughs> posts with, Oh my God, you know, my husband did this with the roses and that does happen. Romance does need to happen. Sexiness does need to happen. Um, keeping the spark alive does need to happen. Date nights do need to happen, but you also have days to where, you know, your um your dog is acting crazy and throwing up all over the place and maybe you have kids and then you know, the bills need to be paid, and your hair is not done, we've been in quarantine, like, what do you do in times like that? It's not always going to be jazz music and fancy dinners and, and, and just, you know, going to the beach and vacations. Life is that. Life is absolutely what you make it, but I don't want anybody to be in a fairy tale land if you're single, feeling that by getting married, A, all of your problems are just going to be solved. That's not true. Um, or or thinking that being married is like this fantasy world to where nothing goes wrong, this is my best friend, and everything's going to feel like this forever. That's not true either. Things will happen. You will go through hard times. I don't know what those hard times may be, but those are the times that build up for the times for the romantic dinners and the rose petals on the street and the airplane writing I love you in the clouds. When we see these things, you don't know the stories behind people's uh-huh. glory. You really don't. Uh-huh. So That's a good one. I know my marriage, I get told all the time, and I do take it as a compliment because I know God has been extremely good to myself and my husband. But I get all the time, oh, my gosh, I just want to be like you guys, and y'all are gold, and we are. But what I tell people is this is work. This is 12 years of work. You have no idea the things that I've had to learn, the things I've had to go through. And when I say I, I mean the both of us. You know, the things we've had to learn, go through, um, take a break from, revisit. Here it is, you know, five years later, and one of us will go back into a closet and be like, do you remember when this happened? Five years later. You know what I mean? Because uh-huh. you have to heal. You have to be in a, you have to be willing to be in a constant state of healing if you want your marriage or any relationship, if you want your friendships to work, if you want your business relations to work. You have to be willing to be in a constant state of healing, which means working on yourself so that you can get better results and reactions from the people that, you know, that you're working the closest with. We're simply mirrors to each other. If you don't like the results that you're getting, then first take a look inside and see Ah. what it is in there that keeps on giving you these experiences and and the narrative of how you say or think your life is going. Ah. If If you feel like you're ready to get married, I see girls post all day, daily, where is my soulmate? Don't y'all see the world is ending? I'm, you know, I'm over here praying for a soulmate, and my soulmate is probably out laughing at somebody else's whack jokes or whatever. I see posts like that all the time. If you are ready to be a wife or a husband, then you got to start showing up as a wife or a husband first. You don't learn how to be a wife when you become a wife. That's not <laughs> not in it. And, and that, don't take those words to twist it. Don't, I'm not saying give wife privileges to somebody who doesn't deserve that. 
giving Facts. husband privileges to a girl that you know all you're going to do is smash and dash. No. But if you, even if you're single, start buying flowers for yourself. Set the standard for yourself. Start cleaning up your home the way that you would need your home clean if you had a husband and kids in there. Start dressing for the part. You can't wear um, leggings and a cutoff shirt and dirty, dirty, dusty flip-flops everywhere you go thinking that a dude, well, you know, dude's going to holler at anything. That's number one. But <laughs> it's the quality. <laughs> right. They sure will. But it's the quality of man that's going to holler. Trust me. So when you upgrade yourself, you upgrade everything around you. Try it out. You don't believe me? Try it. You might like it. You just might like it. Just you just know? might like it. You have to go to the places that you want your husband to be. So if you like gamer boys, if you want to marry a person that you, you know that you're going to connect through video games as bonding and as, you know, fun times or whatever, then you need to be putting yourself in the in, in the environment of meeting a gamer. I don't know where gamers hang out, but you do. You know what I mean? If you're looking for um, a, a businessman that works for such and such company that, you know, has this type of car and this type of lifestyle and that likes to go to brunch, you ain't going to meet him at church. I mean, you could, but you know what I'm saying? You got to go to the places that they hang out at. They're not going to come to your house. They're not going to find you under a rock. So that's the thing. You got to put yourself in the atmosphere in order to manifest the things that it is that you want. But before you even do that, you got to start showing up as the person that you want to be during that, before that, in order to go ahead and shape that reality. Woo! 12 years of work. I think that's a new book. Uh, Miss Station Moms, you heard it first right here on Miss J in the morning. Forget 12 years of slave. 12 years of work will get you to the place <laughs> you need to be. We're going to collaborate on that. Black Wives Matter on today. Good morning to every single person that is tuning in. The switchboard is lighting up. We do have the first sip coming up, you guys. Those of you who are new to the show, go ahead, grab your morning drink. I don't care if it's coffee, tea, little libations. I don't care what you got. No judgment zone. That's coming up in a moment. We also have the Ms. J area code check-in coming up as well. So those of you who want to rep your city, make sure to call into the studio, 515-605-9320, 515-605-9320. That's your opportunity to rep your city, my opportunity to give you a shout-out, say thank you, and give you a little laugh. We're going to come right back. Don't worry. We got much more show to come. We're just getting y'all warmed up. Right now, y'all know if you need to get paper, pen, jot down some notes, boulders being thrown at you. 12 years of work, Black Wives Matter with Miss Stacia Mobs right here on Miss J in the morning. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back after this. Wakey, wakey, it's breakfast time. Morning is upon us. It's Miss J in the morning. In the morning. What up, everybody? It's your boy, DJ Maestro One, and I'm listening to my home girl, Miss J, in the morning. Clear the park! 
Ransom. Ransom. Ravina. Hazorai. Boulders of wisdom 
uh, for all of us, whether you are male, female, um, even those of us who may be listening and not of African descent, I am so thankful and grateful for all of you tuning in. We want to get to the first sip. I want to get back to some wisdom, but we're going to get to this first sip. The first sip is an opportunity to pay homage, to give you a shout out for you. It's an opportunity for you to give a shout out for you. The first sip is an opportunity for me to say congratulations. We say cheers. We say salute to you. So those of you who are not new to the show, you know the best part of Miss J waking up is coffee in this cup, honey. But whether it's tea, whether you got the tea, water, smoothie, juice, maybe it's happy hour where you are. This is a judgment-free zone. But we're going to say congratulations to you, making it to a new day. Congratulations to you, making it through another night. You may not have reached your goal yet, but you're still progressing. You're still pushing. You're still moving. You may be desiring to have your life partner, your spouse, your husband, your wife, and you're not there yet. Yet you are doing the things Ms. Mob suggested. You you upgraded yourself a little bit. I've been working on my eyebrows and my lashes, practicing, getting them <laughs> in line and in order, you know, tightening up the abs. You know, cleansing, detoxing, doing all of those things, and not just physically, but spiritually and emotionally. And those things matter on the grand scheme of things. Whether you have somebody with you or not, you are the greatest you can be in this moment. And so shout out to all of you who are feeling like gods. We're going to raise our cups, raise our mugs, raise our glasses, whatever you have in this moment, and take our first sip together. Now, before I sip, Miss Mom, what's in your cup? Well, you know, I, I traded in my cup for um, a little bit of ganja. So while you do the first sip, I'm going to do yes. the first flick. Okay. <laughs> okay. The first, <laughs> the first in Miss J history, the first sip and flick <laughs> happening right now in the yes. morning. So let's go ahead. Take a puff, take a sip together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, y'all know I got to go in for another one. Hold on, hold on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Congratulations to all of you on today making it thus far. Thank you, everyone who is tuning in. We got the Miss J Area Code check-in coming up in just a little bit. So go ahead. I see you calling into the studio, 515-605-9320, 515-605-9320. If you're listening on the app, you got to call in to get in on this. Now, if you want to slide in my DM, just bless, go ahead and submit your area code there, and I'll continue to give you a shout-out as well. Now, continuing the conversation about Black Wives Matter, Station Mob's currently married. (laughs) Got to keep reminding y'all, she's married now, still going. 12 years of work, getting you together and understanding, uh, understanding, overstanding. You guys know I love reminding you guys of that, of the values, personal values, that are needed to prepare for your wife or for your husband. Continuing the discussion of black wives mattering, 
uh, Stacia, you mentioned a ton of great things, great attributes, great characteristics about black wives. When we started the mm-hmm. show off, um, alluding to Erica Badu's song that started out the show, Danger, um, as a black wife, do you feel there is more pressure, more expectations um, in your perspective versus some of your friends that are white or Hispanic or Asian or other wives? Um, not, not really. I can't say that that's my experience because I don't compare myself nor my marriage to anyone, whether uh-huh. it, you know, even with it being another black couple or whatever. My marriage is mine. Their marriage is theirs. I don't have a desire to be in their mix and things like that. Um, so as far as pressure, no. I feel like the the most pressure that I have is, you know, the daily pressures and, you know, anxieties that I put on myself, you know, just wanting to make sure that I am hitting my own standard of what I feel a wife should be. So mm. that to me is a personal thing. It don't have anything to do with anybody else. Well, let's say that again. There's no comparison and that's a personal thing. That's your business. Uh, the words of Tabitha Brown. That's your business. Uh, (laughs) Has nothing to do with anyone else. Continuing with a few statistics um, and talking a little bit more about the images of black marriage and black wives in America. um, It seems that with the race wars that are going on uh, right now, the current state of our nation uh, and presidential cabinet, et cetera, Um, There are a lot of, I believe, what's be called myths or illusions out there that are being shared. For example, uh, there's the the thought that most black men don't marry black women, that most black successful men don't marry black women. Now, statistically, um, and I'm looking at black demographics right now, Um, The American Population Black Demographics is a website you can go on and get uh, a lot of statistics based on just black households, education, economics, etc. Blackdemographics.com, along with other uh, reputable resources, um, 85% of black men, black men, have black wives. Um, It's only... You know, roughly, you know, 10, 15% because there's some gray areas in there. They got others and some colors that you just undefined. Um, it's only a small percentage of other uh, that say black men marry outside of their race. Now, for black women, it's 93% have reported to have um, black husbands. So uh, there is a bit of a gap there. But what I wanted to highlight is that statistically, it shows that black men do prefer black women. Uh, now, the mm-hmm. majority of other, the majority of the other percent, which would be 9% um, out of that 85%, uh, black men do prefer white spouses, uh, then Hispanic, and then it says other. Uh, so this black and white thing that's going on saying, you know, all black men want are white wives, uh, is incorrect statistically based on what we're reporting for ourselves. Uh, but the images out there and the conversation out there 
is saying otherwise. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what's your take and your perspective on why is that a conversation or even something that is strained or discussed when it comes to black marriages, saying black men, we don't want, you know, they don't want black women or black men don't ever want to get with a black woman. How do you feel about that? <laughs> Girl. <laughs> I know how I feel about it, but I, <laughs> I want to ask you first. <laughs> okay. So, you know, let me first preface by saying there's nothing wrong with interracial dating, you know, interracial marriages. You fall in love with who you fall in love with. That, And I am not a scientist to try to prove otherwise. You love who you love. You love what uh-huh. you love. Uh-huh. But when it comes to the black experience, because it's definitely an experience, when it comes <laughs> to the black experience, and being able to relate and being able to empathize, being able to properly connect and to heal. Healing is the name of the game. Y'all gonna y'all gonna hear me say heal a million times, okay? Because that's really the name of the game. You cannot do that with a person that's not black. You cannot. Uh-huh. You cannot. Uh-huh. This like again, this is no disrespect to my white sisters, my my Latino sisters, um, my Indian sisters. This is no disrespect to y'all because I'm sure that within your culture you have your own set of guidelines, which is why you very rarely see people of Indian descent with anybody else outside of the Indian descent. Am I right or right. am I wrong? You're right. Now, wait, I want to I want to pause you for one second, because while I do appreciate the disclaimer with this series and on this show, it is unnecessary. I am unapologetically who I am. And what I want to do on this platform is denounce that notion um, to revoke, to rebuke, to remove the pressures that have been put on black voices to feel as if we need to apologetically share our truth. Um, so I know for Stacia with her loving Aquarius self, um, that what she is saying is absolutely true. Uh, but we are preaching to the choir. Those who are non-black who are listening, my faithful followers, I appreciate you. And you know that we know it's love. Uh, but one thing that, that has really been chafing my behind is that when it comes to black voices being spoken, we feel the need to give a disclaimer to make mm. others comfortable with us sharing our truth. And with this series, Freedom of Black Voices, I will not allow uh, you to feel the need to give a disclaimer for anyone that feels uncomfortable with our truth. The truth is that we are in America which is a very mixed country. There are interracial marriages all over the world, and we understand that. Whether that is your preference or not, the truth that you just spoke needs to stand without any apology, without any disclaimer, without any um, ointment or Band-Aids for any emotional wounds that someone has accepted a.k.a. disguised as offense, um, because you want to share truth. So with that being said, let's continue. 
you made a very great point. <laughs> made a very, yes, come on. We're not doing that, not on this day. Not on this day. You made a very great point is that in the black experience, um, it is vital and it is critical uh, for us to come together. And it's something I stand on myself. I myself cannot speak for interracial couples because I have never dated outside of my race. Um, I have Mm -hmm. never been married. Um, I have been in long-term relationships, lived in relationships. And I will say that it does take work. Um, And I would prefer someone who looks like me, who shares in the experience holistically, spiritually, ancestrally, um, historically, to help me heal through the things. Um, You're absolutely Mm -hmm. right. You love who you love, but the truth stands that the best partner to have is the one who has the same training, Mm -hmm. um, the same background, and the same support. So Mm -hmm. for Black Wives Matter, I'm going to allow you to continue um, with that. That was just a little PSA. (laughs) You know, you you pretty much summed it up. You, black men came from black women. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you know, breastfeeding or something like that. If if you have a baby and you breastfeed, you're not going to give your baby over to your neighbor to do it. Right. How is your neighbor right. going to nourish your child that came from you? We oh, all good. have come from a black What We have the very healing and, and DNA and ointment and creams and and tinctures and all of that. It's already within us. So as black married people, when we go through whatever it is we go through, we have to heal that stuff together. And a lot of times, more often than not, a lot of times when you go within yourself, you, you're you having to go back, 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 back generations, back to your childhood, asking uh-huh. questions about before I came here. Like you have to know yourself. This is with anything, but you have to know yourself. A white woman can't do that for you, black man. She's not going to be able to understand why you are saying black lives matter and she feels like all lives matter because she's white. She's not included in the black struggle. What's uh-huh. she going to do for you? You know what I'm saying? Or when you, black man, have a baby with this white woman and your babies come out, you know, light skin with uh, curly, kinky hair and the white woman can't understand what to do with it because you can't just use water. Mm-hmm. You can't just use, you know, uh, I don't know what they use, shit, Vidal Sassoon. You can't do that. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, and I'm, I'm laughing because that was the only thing you could come up with. Um, but it, it's absolutely true um, with the notorious Kardashian legacy. Um, Kim was in the news. Uh, for a long time, having to take classes to learn how to corn roll, even though people, uh, we don't even want to talk about people saying she invented the corn roll, but we're going, we going, we going, I digress. Uh, but because of her children with Kanye West, having to take classes to learn how to uh, groom uh, biracial mm-hmm. textured hair, um, you're absolutely right. It does speak a certain type of narrative to the children. Um, And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's something that we as a people, I believe, and when I say a people, I mean black people, we need to think about 
while we're creating these uh, visions of marriage, you know, just as you said to do a, a review, you know, the romance is there. I love watching a black marriage uh, page. Shout out to them, Black Marriage on Instagram. Shout out to Black Love on Instagram um, and a lot of pages like that on social media where their mission is to continue to serve positive images of black couples. Yet, you're absolutely right. The realities are uh, there as well. It take, I'm going to keep saying that. 12 years of work, honey. <laughs> 12 years okay. of work. But it takes some planning and thinking about what are you speaking to your children, you know, little girls who are struggling. Um, the story, uh, what was the animated story that the guy just won the Emmy, the black guy, about the dad doing the little girl's hair? Oh, I don't even remember. I'm going to have to research that. Uh, I'm going to come back with that because I, I, I definitely want to give him a shout out. Uh, but it speaks to us as black women being very emotional about our hair, our, our personal identity, um, our self-worth, our self-esteem, and it goes that deep. And there are some very mm -hmm. surface-thinking people to say, oh, well, no, you know, their hair is going to be cute. You know, there's that ignorance. I mean, I have it in my mm -hmm. family. I'm, I mean, I, I, everybody got some folks in their family. Don't judge me, y'all. But I have it in my family where people thought that because they had interracial children, that the children's hair was going to be this beautiful, curly, long, luxurious, mm -hmm. and it didn't. It came out tight, kinky, coily, even though they were mm -hmm. light-skinned as well and did not expect that. Um, so I believe there's a lot of, of lies, flat-out lies that are being told yeah. out there. But um, to get back to what you were saying, you're absolutely right. It is vital for us to help us heal. So moving on to the next point, uh, so I won't take over the show because I don't want to start preaching again. Uh, as a wife, um, knowing other wives, um, having other friends who were single as well, do you feel as a black wife that you need to defend your marriage in any way or to set the record straight about being a black wife or black marriage in any way? Girl, no. To who? <laughs> I mean, you have friends that are not black, so I just, I know, I don't know. <laughs> no, ma'am. You know, I like operating in the spirit of Stacia because it is what it is. I am the same as a wife, as a friend, as whatever role I am. I'm the same person. Um, so, no, there is no defending anything. Um, my single homegirls, they already know what it is. You know, I don't talk about married issues with my single homegirls. Now, if they ask a question, you know, if they're coming to me for wisdom or something like that, then that's a different story. But as far as like, if my husband and I are having, you know, an argument and I just need somebody to vent to, I don't vent to my single homegirls. I'm going to vent. And even that is, um, you know, uh, you, you just choose wisely, choose wise counsel. Um, I'm going to vent to my married homegirls because they are going to be able to understand the perspective. And a lot of times people feel like, oh, but we've been dating for five years, girl. We oh, we just, we may as well be married, but you're not, though. Mm -hmm. Oh, but we live together, girl. Like, you know, we split the bills. We do this. Da, da, da. Okay, but you're not married, though. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, married issues are based on being married, not because mm -hmm. we like each other a lot 
that's not how that works. That's another misconception that TV has people going on. Mm-hmm. It's just too, but you know, we, we pass that. But, um, but no, as far as feeling, I have to prove anything to anybody or I have to work harder than anybody because I'm a black married woman. I don't feel that way. That's not my experience. Now in the workplace, that's a little, dif- a little different. Definitely knowing that as a black woman, you have to be on your P's and Q's, I's dotted, T's crossed. I mean, the line better be straight, everything. Um, because there is a pressure as a woman of color in the workforce. But as far as my friends are concerned, no, what you see is what you get. Well, th- th- there it is. What you see is what you get. <laughs> I'm going to rename this show 12 Years of Work <laughs> with the M-R-S-M-O-B-B-S. Station Mobs right here on Miss J in the morning. Black Wives Matter continuing this series with Liberty Just Us for All. Freedom for Black Voices. We're going to get into some music. And right after that, we have the Miss J area code check in. So, those of you who want to get in on this, call into the studio 515 605 9320. Shout out to Stace. Stace, I call them twins. Her big brother. <laughs> <laughs> right here on this day in the morning. Tribe 
in Madison too. Yo, let's light another blunt. We got passing to do for a twenty.
matter can have good credit or wealth or whatever, we have to go outside of our race and be with a white man or an Indian man or a Mexican. I think that's a bunch of hot baloney. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with that. But the issue within our community is that, A, we have not been educated properly, like the white people, um, when it comes to building, you know, establishing and building generational uh, wealth. We were not taught that in schools. Our parents didn't know. Our parents came from a totally different um, upbringing, things like that. So that's when we get into the whole generational curse breakers, the generational cycle breakers. It's those people you gotta you gotta align yourself with people, which is great quality to me, who are uh-huh. going to be willing to break these cycles with you because they have to be broken. If anything is ever gonna change, something has to change. Does that make sense? Yes. Yep. So if anything's if gonna anything, change, something gotta change. I gotta write that down. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if anything has to, if anything is gonna change, then something has to change. But more than likely that something is that someone is you. If you recognize that there's no money in your family, there's no inheritances, nobody has a house to pass along, we don't have ranches to go to and spend the summertime on Auntie Daisy's farm and stuff like that, but that doesn't mean it has to be forever. We don't have it right now, but that doesn't mean that that has to be our storyline forever, right? And True. and you don't have to go marry a white man in order to obtain it. It takes work. It takes unlearning and relearning everything you think you've ever known and being willing to start over. So mm. as far as quality is concerned, I don't really know, you know, what to tell you guys as far as the quality or whatever. That's up to you. You got to write it down. Write down what it is that you want in a spouse, in a mate. And, you know, marriage may not be your thing. I don't want to get on here and preach to y'all like marriage is for everybody because it ain't. It ain't. There are some people in my own family that don't need to be married. (laughs) So, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Like, just understand, like, you've got to know yourself enough to know what is it that you want. That's Mm -hmm. number one. Do you even know what you want? Do you know if you want kids? Because kids are not for everybody. Do you you want to be married? (laughs) Marriage is not for everybody. And I would love for everyone to consider to stop shaming people that go against the norm of what has been deemed traditional or the right way. There is no right way to do anything. That goes for single mothers, single fathers, um, baby daddies, and and all of that. Everybody has their own journey, but you've got to know yourself uh, enough to know what it is that you want. Once you know what it is you want, you got to make a plan. Once you make that plan, don't just stick it in a notebook and put it in the drawer to never look at it again. You got to take that plan, post it on the wall. You got to look at it every single day. You got to meditate on it. You got to read books about it. You got to watch shows about it. You, this is called manifesting. You have to put yourself in the arena of where you want to be, the people that you want to attract, the type of money that you want to attract. You know, I say I say an affirmation every day that I accept all forms of abundance and that money flows to me easily. So True. I don't have the mindset of, oh, girl, I'm just out here waiting for something else to come through. No. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, money flows to me easily, girl. And I look down, and it might be a ten dollar bill on the ground. Thank you. Mhm. Thank you, universe, because that's abundance, and I didn't have to work for that. It's that, that part. small. It's it's little things like that. Recognizing that the little things eventually will start to add up to big things, right? True. So yes, I'm not exactly sure I was going with the quality. I feel like that's up for for the individual person to work out. Um, but it definitely starts with self. You got to establish your own standards. You got to establish your own, like, what does quality look like for you? And are you that? Uh That's another thing. We can sit up here and talk about, I want a man that makes six figures. I need a man that ain't got no kids, that got an 800 credit score, that drive a car. He got to be able to do this, da-da-da-da-da. And then when you show up to the table, queen, you showing up with a suitcase with one of the wheels falling off. <laughs> Your car, every time you start it, it you got to sing a jingle and pray. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it ain't nothing wrong with that. It ain't nothing wrong with that. I feel we've all been there. But the uh-huh. goal is to progress. We can't always expect these things from black men because there are so many, so many good black men out there. I'm attached to so many single black men, but women, we got to get our stuff together too. True. You can't invite somebody else to your struggle party. He ain't signed up for that. Now I know we all have our baggages and, and things like that, but the goal is to progress. Uh-huh. So you can't go up, you know, half doing it and expect to attach yourself to this successful man who did the work. Because uh-huh. you just want to be comfortable. And now, you, yeah. you know, the, the whole movie street. And then when it's time for dinner, you making oodles and noodles on top of beanie weenie. No, no You ma'am. better preach. No, <laughs> ma'am. Preach. I don't care if you got to watch the Food Network and and do your hardest to copy the recipes or call up your friends, your mama, and ask, how do I make collard greens? How do I make – how do I do that? And you learn – but there's so many people that are content with just being complacent. Yeah. And that's not okay. It's not okay. Those of you who are just tuning in, y'all better get it together. We got a little bit of show left. Uh, I want to uh, interject some more statistics talking about Black Wives Matter, Black marriages, um, not making any excuses, but educating ourselves and understanding the facts will allow us to be liberated and intellectual wealth, uh, which is important in making life choices with your life partner. Now, I don't want to get too far into the war on drugs. If you want to do your own research, please fact check me. Uh, But the war on drugs between three presidential uh, cycles, cabinets, Reagan, uh, the first Bush, and Clinton, well, I don't want to go into politics, uh, but between the early 80s, and the early 2000s, the war on drugs was directly uh, pointed to, created for um, imprisonment of black men. Uh, between those years, uh, the 80s, the majority, all of the 90s, and even the early 2000s, uh, over 550,000, almost, well, actually, let me say the right number, 572,900 black men 
were incarcerated, over 80% of those men incarcerated were for nonviolent crimes, for things Ooh. that would have been misdemeanors for others, uh, that were felonies uh, for us, for black people. And it has been proven. This is not a conspiracy theory. Let's please educate ourselves. The war on drugs is not a conspiracy theory. The United States government has admitted to, there is documentation from them not that we put up, about the war on drugs that imprisoned most men, took most men out of the homes, uh, most men who were young in their early 20s and 30s, able-bodied, wanting to be there for their families, locked them away wrongfully, uh, and took them out of the home. So when they finally got out, those who have gotten out, some died in prison, some never got out, um, those who have got out, of course, it's an, a, a challenge to get a job because you have a record. You have a felony. They're not hiring you. Mm -hmm. Now, what do you have to do to provide? So when we discuss the quality of black men, we have to take certain things into consideration. There are literally generations, literally decades of you know, men who grew up without their fathers because of that. They didn't have the example of a father, women who felt the need to commit crimes uh, to uh, take care of their families because of the depression and mental illnesses and traumas that came with that uh, affected the children. And so now our generation um, are results of that. A lot of black men don't have the training. So when we discuss the quality of black men, when we listen to those statistics, uh, and I, when I say statistics, I just mean like what the the majority is saying. It doesn't mean that it's actually true if it's not fact-checked. Um, so when we hear the loud voices, let's say that, when we hear the loud voices allude to saying that in order to have a better life as a black woman, you have to go outside of the race, you have to consider that this system uh, was created to do the opposite of that. It doesn't support us. So the quality yeah. of black men, you have to take into consideration that we have decades of black men being ripped out of families, and we can say centuries because we can go all the way back to Jim Crow, slavery, and that. But the examples that were given in recent times, I'm talking about the times we were alive, y'all. I'm talking about us growing yeah. up, myself being a product of a single parent home. You know, so when I talk about what I want for a man, or for a husband, what I want out of a man, I have to check myself and say, what examples do I have? What type of men am I surrounding myself with? Do I have those examples for me? How can I say I want a man to do this when I've never seen that? I don't know if that's what really black men do. I don't know if that's going to work for me if I've never even seen it. You know, I've seen it on TV. You know, I've seen it on Instagram, so maybe that's what I want, and that just might not be true for us, and just because it's not true doesn't mean it can't be successful. So I did want to make sure to, like I said in the beginning, put some statistics out there. Let's do some research. As we're healing, as Stacia says, as we're growing, as we're thriving, make sure that we're educating ourselves on the truths, not just what people say. You know, they right. say this doesn't mean that that's a fact, and it doesn't mean that it necessarily applies to us. So thank you, mm -hmm. Stacia. Continuing with that, we're going to get into some music. And right after that, Stacia, I want you to share your vision for not only your marriage, but your future individually. It's Ms. J in the morning. 
We're talking about Black Wives Matter getting you together, y'all. After this one, y'all might just need to get ready. Y'all might need to get some new edge control. I'm going to do that today. <laughs> and keep it flowing on fire. It's Miss J in the morning. Well, they've, they've already lit things on fire so far, Chris. They lit a police car on fire at about 8 o'clock. That was just, you know, still smoldering. They've lit signs on fire. Uh, you know, I mean, this, this is a crowd that came to confront police. so angry. I was on my way home and saw my city on fire.
we, we just see the violence happening here in front of us. I can't stay too long. Never let grass grow under your feet. I got money to get. We stay moving in the traffic, wiggling. Six rings, shit, I need ten of them. DJ Fresh, this slap, boy. For real, for real. Hey, Wiz, I'm finna gas this thing right quick. From the land of the crooks and thieves, 11-5 dog food and cha-cha, TT and opioids, confident informers, bippers, flockers, pushing a bedlam, busting plays in the traffic, wiggling, getting windy, shopping online, designer, Louboutin, Gucci, Fendi, everything I do is better, ice cream, candy bars, granola, if I wanted to, every week I could buy a Range Rover, making it happen, rapping, entrepreneur, and getting my bands touring and doing it, moving, building my brand, paper pursuing, mobile and comic consuming, some of these niggas think they popping with their little local fame, Alexa, keep me in rotation, bitch, I'm in my own lane, they talking greasy and immediate, even got a Wikipedia, you don't want smoke, you don't want no emphysema, I never been a fallopian too. I ain't never been a vagina. I never be a pussy, bitch. I'ma always be a tag. Ducking and dodging and ditching beyond haters losing. Don't fuck with aliens or Klingons, bitch. I'm proving. Bitch! I'm Catch. If I ain't eating that towel, then I'm at catch. Hardly ever use force, cause I like finesse. Always rolling up joints, I don't like the stress. I want all ten rings, heard I get a lot of change. All I hear is cha-ching. I got a couple queens, one rap, one of them sing. Quarter million dollar car, I have to keep it clean. I'm the last of a dying breed. Bad bitches looking at me like I want a lottery. I ain't got to rush to the table. I got a C6 for 170 pounds, so I got to eat. I work every day, make it look easy. Tired of fucking with lambs, I put you on the dream team. I just came from the bay, rolling up the bling bling. That's a brand new strain. Need a crown, I'm a king. Well, 
Um, well, going back to the beginning of the show, um, The Sky Will Never Fall, that song was by Stace, which is my big brother. Um, so anytime I have the opportunity to be on Miss J and she allows me to curate a playlist, I always make sure that I show my brother love first because I was my brother's biggest first fan since we were kids. So I will play his music on any platform. But you can find Stace, um, his website, www.stace, that's S-T-A-C-E, dot co, or flycompanymusicgroup.com. Um, the last two songs that we played, I want to give a huge shout-out to, first of all, the east side of Atlanta, more specifically Stone Mountain, Georgia. More specifically, the 701 Stevenson Road, um, On Fire by Ace King, featuring Skinny C. We go way back, way, way, way back. So when I knew that I was going to be on the show, again, being able to curate the playlist, I wanted to give my friends, my family, the opportunity first to showcase their music as independent black artists. So um, you can find Ace King on all platforms, I'm sure. Um, Ace King BKG on Instagram, I'm pretty sure. If you just type in Ace King, I'm pretty sure he'll pop up. Um, and his label, I believe, is called Pipeline Entertainment. So Google will be your best friend on that one. He has tons of music available. And then the last song, E-40, um, featuring Wiz Khalifa, first of all, that's a whole jam, but the background vocals also comes from another Stevenson High School alumni, um, Maria, a.k.a. The, the Spiritual Homegirl. She has a dope podcast out, so you can find her on all podcast platforms as well under The Spiritual Homegirl. The, the, the Spiritual homegirl. Just want to give my friends an opportunity. You know, when I have a platform, I always want to share the platform with others. Support and your people. And that's what it's about. First. That's right. Support your people yes. first. Supporting us first. Supporting black voices, giving them a freedom on this platform on Ms. J. Uh, in the morning, I'm going to make sure uh, today to post all of the artists that we've played today uh, to make sure you guys can connect with them, give them a shout out. So if you guys are following me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, you can find it there. If you don't know, the only link you need to get to me is my link tree, underscore, underscore, Empress J. Make sure you also give a shout out to the ladies of Pump. Congratulations to all new inductees. If you didn't know, Stacia is also a woman of Pumps. So my sister is in the house as well. P-U-M-P-S-F-O-R-Women.org is where you can find more information. Now, we are continuing the conversation. Black Wives Matter, you have given so much wisdom. A whole class, y'all. Oh, the free free. Uh, <laughs> a whole class on how to not only prepare yourself, but even wisdom on maintaining if you are a wife yourself. Now, for us, and I'm including myself because I am not married. For us non-married, uh, single, whatever you, however you want to identify yourself, uh, we're going to have a trans status type of thing. I don't want to identify as being single because I am not alone. <sighs> That's a whole other conversation. Uh, so giving love to everybody. Uh, for those of us who are not married, desiring to be married, or who were once married and find ourselves in between, you gave some great wisdom, tools, tips, uh, nuggets, insights on preparing 
yourself. So with moving forward in your marriage, uh, your plans, uh, any tips, I don't want to say tactics, or any rituals or traditions that you have within your marriage that help you maintain, are you willing to share with the people on what kept y'all together for 10 years? Of course, of course. Um, first of all, you really need to make sure you love the person. <laughs> I think that part. That. <laughs> number one. You, you number one. Make sure you like the person. I think that's half the battle. Like, do you even like her? Do you even like him? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's so simple. It's so simple. That so that's number one. Um. Uh, maintaining your self-care, your whatever that looks like for you. Literally, it does, self-care does not always have to look like going to the spa and getting a pedicure and a massage, although that is amazing. But that is not the only way to show uh, self-care, to exercise self-care. Self-care from my husband and I yesterday Look, and I tried to post it on Facebook and Instagram, but they they hated on me because I had music in the background, so I had to take it down. But self care for us, a bonding activity for us yesterday, was Michael Jackson. I ended up playing like a Mike a Michael Jackson um, playlist on Spotify or whatever. Mm-hmm. And when it got to Thriller, Osa was like, "Well, let's go outside and dance." Actually, it was, it was before it got to Thriller, so we were already outside in the middle of the street with our big um, portable speaker with Michael Jackson on blast. And we had the time of our lives, but that's also connecting to our inner child. You know what I mean? Just Mm -hmm. going outside and dancing like nobody is watching. And I'm sure they were because everybody got ring systems and things these days. So if y'all see me on World Star Hip Hop or YouTube or something because I went viral, <laughs> y'all need to tag me because we put on a show. Uh-huh. And so when Thriller came on, my husband grabbed uh, one of his Jason masks or Freddy Krueger mask or whatever, and I, I have a broom. So we literally danced to Thriller, the whole thing, <laughs> so, with the head nod and the limping and the, the whole thing. And it was so fun. But you have to be willing to do things like that. Mm-hmm. You have to be willing to come out of your comfort zone. You have to be willing to just let go. Um, be silly. Be creative. The quarantine, you you know, you really got to see if you actually like your spouse during this whole quarantine situation that, that we've been going through and that, that some of us still pretty much are. But since we were unable to go out and explore – now we have to bring the outside to the inside and figure out how to still be creative and have dates within our own house and backyard. Um, so, yeah, so take care of yourself. Take care of others. Um, speak up for yourself no matter the cost, especially in today's climate. You know, when we speak up and we stand on truth, we live in truth, we love in truth, that is how we begin the healing process. Yes, you know, the police brutality is going on, and, and it's so unfortunate with the reality of what's really happening within the government and, and politics uh-huh. and, and all this crazy stuff. But deeper than that, on a spiritual level, you can catch me in the spirituals if you want to, but deeper than that, it's a mass awakening. It's a mass healing 
So we all have to put in the work. We all have to put in, in even within your marriage, if, if when problems arise, you can't just sweep stuff under the rug. That doesn't work. You can't just, you know, pretend that it's not there. You can't deny feelings you're going to feel. You have to be willing to go through the process of going from that caterpillar to the butterfly. I, me, uh-huh. Ms. Jay and I, we had this conversation before, so y'all have to go Google those. But you have to be willing to go from the caterpillar to the butterfly. Uh-huh. And if you don't, you're going to get stuck in that cocoon as soup. When butterflies, when, when, when caterpillars are in that cocoon, they don't stay there. They liquefy. They literally eat themselves from the inside out. They liquefy. If you pop open a cocoon, it is goop. It's dark. But a transformation that happens is uncomfortable. It hurts. It's going to suck. It gets lonely. It gets dark. Like, this happens in marriage, too. That's what I need y'all to understand. Just because you're married don't mean that you don't go through anything together, and it definitely doesn't mean that you're not going to go through anything individually. Uh-huh. And now that you're married, you got to do all of that at the same damn time. <laughs> See what I'm saying? So you have to be willing to go through the phases and 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 grow yourself and transform yourself in order to have a thriving, healthy marriage so that we can heal generations, so that we can heal childhood traumas that are preventing us from moving forward, so that we can have the courage to go even further to see what happened with grandma. What happened with uh-huh. this person, and why is this person, you know what, if everybody in my family is black, but this person is white, then what, like, you have to be willing to do that. If you're not willing to do that, then you're not ready to move forward. Oh, so good, so I, good. You know, now, <laughs> continuing, I, um, I want I to, in these last moments, I want you to give a little bit more with what's going on in this nation with, um, you know, the exposure, mass exposure of police brutality against unarmed mm-hmm. black men, uh, public executions continuing. Um, that's one lyric that I love about the song On Fire, Ace King. It's not history repeating itself. It never stopped. Um, you know, public executions of black men, you being a black wife, having a black husband, um, knowing his stature, being, you know, over 6'2", you know, having long mm-hmm. dreadlocks, you know, with that type of stereotype. Um, what is it like for you um, in these last, like, five minutes? Um, what is it like for you? Are there there any special precautions that you take with your husband? You know, you hear wives saying, you know, we have to check in. He has to call me when he's out every five minutes, you know, how has that shaped in recent times your relationship within your marriage? Well, I make sure that I stay abreast with all of these curfews and, um, you know, whatever, whatever they're trying to implement on the citywide level or whatever that could potentially catch us slipping. Those are the things that I pay, pay attention to. I'm not too much concerned about the dude in the White House because he's, I can't even talk about that. But yeah. what's going on in our own neighborhoods is what I'm more concerned with because when we go out, we're not going to get pulled over by Donald Trump. We're not going to uh-huh. get pulled over by the Secret Service. We're getting pulled over by Phoenix police. 
So I need to be aware of what's going on in Phoenix. My husband has a reputation of being the nice guy, you know, good looking charm. He could talk himself out of anything. Um, He can sell anything to anybody. But I have had the conversation with my husband very recently with all of what's going on is that they don't give an F. You know what I said in Uh They They don't care about that. They don't care about that. So that's the only, like, precaution. Um, I, I, I'm i not going to sit here and live in fear. Um, we're still going to go out. We're still going to do our thing. But we cannot give anybody a reason to do anything crazy. That's just yeah. like making a U-turn in a no-U-turn lane, but then you get mad when you get pulled over. Okay, well, uh-huh. hello. You know what I mean? So it's things like that. Just making sure that you're even more aware. Um, we stay strapped wherever we go so please get protected please get protected you got to protect yourself in the physical and you got to protect yourself in the spiritual you know what i mean you got to be connected and protected so you know that alone six two black man long locks with a pistol on his hip (laughs) people don't bother us (laughs) people just don't they don't bother us you know what i mean and we don't give anybody a reason to bother us that's another thing too Sometimes with these um, these unfortunate situations, people are doing things to attract the wrong type of attention. So we've already uh-huh. talked about that. So just be mindful of how you're presenting yourself. Don't uh-huh. be the person that's already out here drunk and belligerent after curfew, but then you want us to record when you get pulled over or something. You got to make sure that you got your stuff together first. Okay, that part. So I think that's the name of the game. You know, black lives matter, black wives matter. We got to support each other. Mental check-ins are so important these days. Make sure that you're checking on your people. Make sure that you're serving and protecting your own people first. Black artists matter. I had a homegirl um, who said that if you are into handcrafted stuff, stay in your art, stay in your magic. That's the only way that we keep our generation alive is that, you know, like if a volcano erupted, or we got swallowed by water, and then in a million years they uncover our cities and our towns, what would we have to show for it as black people? It's Uh time for you to immortalize yourself. If that means writing a book, writing a movie, um, just writing your thoughts down, starting a diary, make sure that when it's time for us to leave here, that you make sure that you're not forgotten. We we already don't want to be a hashtag, but leave your mark, leave your legacy, and be bold about it. And those are the things that I tell myself daily. <laughs> so I hope that that helped y'all out there. Well, if it didn't help y'all listening, I know it helped me. So if you didn't come for anybody else, <laughs> I know you are here for me. And I am so thankful for you. I am so thankful for your time. Uh, unfortunately... Top flies when we're having fun. A full special with Station Mobs, the MRS, M O B B S, right here on this series with Liberty, Just Us for All, Freedom for Black Voices. Today we're discussing Black Wives Matter, uh, importance of Black Wives, Black Women supporting black men, black marriages, not only in America, but around the world. Thank you, everyone who's tuned in and listening. Stacia, in the last three minutes of the show, I want you to share with the people how to get in contact with you, if you want them to. 
<laughs> as well as uh, the outro. Uh, explain your choice with Jason, uh, sorry, Jonathan McReynolds. Yes. Um, so you can follow me on Instagram, my art page. I, I am an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit. So with that being said, I took off the last eight or nine months, um, from doing any artwork so that I could focus on me and focus on this new journey that my husband and I are on. And I am finally back to the point of being back in my art bag and back in my magic. So you may follow me on Instagram at made by Mrs. Mobs. That's M-A-D-E by Mrs. M-R-S Mobs, M-O-B-B-S. And today I will be releasing a few items that are available for pre-order. So I'm, I'm excited. So thank you for that, Ms. J. Um, so yes, made by Mrs. Mobs on Instagram and you can follow me. And if you can find my personal pages, that's all on you. But I'm not putting my <laughs> personal pages up there. Period. <laughs> but but if you find me, then I respect it, and I I will definitely accept that friend uh, request. But art page is made by Mrs. Mobs, and that is all the way public. All right, you heard it right here on Miss J in the morning. Make sure you support Black Artists Matters. Not only is she a black artist, she is a black woman and a black wife, and black wives matter. We're ending the show today on Miss J in the morning with Jonathan McReynolds' people. Now, Stacia has handcrafted today's playlist, and in two minutes, please share why you chose this song for the listeners today. This song, first of all, is underrated. I think everybody should hear it. It's it's just it's one of those songs that everybody needs to hear. Um, especially in today's climate, we're having to have hard conversations with people. Not with our dogs, not with our furniture, not with the lamp, but with people. And uh-huh. unfortunately people we hurt each other. Hurt people hurt people. But healing people also heal people. Definitely. So this song just it speaks to my spirit, it speaks to my mind, it speaks to my heart when it comes to dealing with people and you get let down and how do you, you know, let it go? How are you able to heal and forgive? How are you able to do these things? And I feel like Jonathan McReynolds, he just, he did that. He did that. <laughs> he did that, period. <laughs> Thank you so much, Stacia, for being on the show. And without further ado, it's Jonathan McReynolds' people. It's Ms. Jay in the morning. Thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you in the morning.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.